Welcome to the First Century Youth Ministry Podcast. My name is Heather. And I'm Mark, and we are your co-hosts. And we're here to take a look back into the Jewish roots of our faith. For the way forward in youth ministry discipleship. This podcast is a part of the Youth Cartels Podcast Network. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. This is Mark. I'm hosting today because Heather's going to do some really fun teaching on a cat named Hillel. Uh, Around the time of Jesus, two rival Beit Midrashim, or uh, study houses, seemed to come up a ton in tradition. So basically there were these two schools of thought headed by two teachers. One was Hillel and one was Shammai, and they had institutions or houses of studies or like little Bible colleges in the Holy Land, right? Yeah. (laughs) And the teachings by both of them, though, give us a window into what it meant to be a sage like Jesus. Because again and again, we're trying to ground our group in the context that Jesus was thoroughly Jewish as a teacher, and that's the backdrop of his own teaching ministry, and it allows us to see how he's different too. And so this is just good to have in your back pocket as you read the Gospels, the Acts, and the early Christian letters, because Hillel and Shammai will help you understand the broader discussions just about how teachers like Jesus were using the Bible, how they read the Old Testament and pull it forward into their teaching. So are you ready to roll, Heather? Yeah, let's do it. So I'm super excited. The next two weeks, we're hitting the ground running with Hillel and Shammai. And so I was thinking about this today, how important it is to understand these guys, because as you kind of alluded to earlier, Mark, it's so important to understand the world of the first century to help us best understand the words of Jesus, what was going on in that time. Because as a person sitting here today, we might think to ourselves, well, why do I need to know about Hillel and Shammai? I know all I need to know is about Jesus. But here's the deal, right? There was, as you mentioned too earlier, big discussions going on amongst the sages and the rabbis. And these two guys, Hillel and Shammai, they were the top docs and people were constantly bouncing off one another, even though it was never overtly said, like, I wonder if they side with Hillel or I wonder if they side with Shammai, right? It was kind right. of like this thing where today, if I told you where I went to church, you could probably mm-hmm. tell maybe who I vote for or what my beliefs are on certain social issues based upon yeah. where I go to church. So there's certain things about me that's assumed because of where I go to church or things like that, right? So, right. Again, Unless you're a youth pastor and you're just working in the church. That happens too. Yeah. It does happen. Yeah. But <laughs> okay, so the, the point is, is that, you know, when it comes to Hillel and Shammai and these discussions that were going on, we yeah. don't see them show up in the Bible because it's already an assumed part of the discussion, right? Yeah. Or, so like sometimes yeah. when they ask Jesus a question, yeah. what's behind it is who's yeah. he going to side with, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, just like I would never be like, oh, because you go to that church, you probably vote for this person. That people would never be like, oh, well, Jesus, what do you think? Hello or Shammai? It was already assumed in the question that was being asked, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's That's, the thing. That's good. That's helpful. Yeah. So anyway, so we're talking about... Hillel the Elder today. He's a big guy in first century Judaism. So it's born around the time of 110 BCE. He died around 10 CE. So right around the time that Jesus is growing up, getting his training, getting his legs under him, Hillel kind of hops off the scene. 
but his uh, imprint on Jewish life and on the understanding of the Torah was, it was strong, right? And so in the first century, uh, he migrated from Babylon to the land of Israel, worked as a woodcutter, eventually became like one of the most influential dudes in all of Jewish life. And he lived in such great poverty. This is wild um, that sometimes he wasn't able to pay admission to go and study Torah. So because of that, they made it free to study Torah. So that's kind of cool. And so, um, yeah, so because of him, the fee was abolished. He was known for his kindness, gentleness, and genuine concern for humanity. So here's the thing. Yeah, he's super cool, dude. So he's really well known for this one saying in the Talmud. He says this, um, if I am not for myself, who is for me? And when I am for myself, what am I? And if not now, when? So it's kind of like this understanding of like, hey, if I'm not for me, why would anybody else be for me? And so you, pastor, believe in yourself. You have what it takes. You can do this. I know it's hard. I know it stinks at times. But take the words of Hallel the Elder and go for it and believe in yourself. You're going to do awesome. Okay, so Hallel was one of the more popular guys more popular, I should say, than Shammai at the time in the first century. He was yeah. a little bit better liked. People usually tended to side with him. The dude was the president of the Sanhedrin at one point in time as well. And so the people loved him. Um, his school of thought was really, really, really influential in the first century. And Jesus himself actually tended to side more often with Hillel, mm-hmm. except for during one time. Mark, do you know when that one time was? Yeah, when he talks about divorce, he yeah. sides with Shammai. Yeah. Which I find this really interesting to me because Hillel was known for his kindness, his genuine concern for humanity. But in his interpretation of divorce, he says that even if your wife burns the meal, like you can cut her loose. And I'm like, whoa, that's really lenient. <laughs> yeah. How does that care for a woman in first in the first century, right? Who no, you're totally on to right? It. Who would being divorced yeah. would be destitute and without yeah. a caretaker and without income and daily essentially, right? Like daily bread, right? And I so, love what you just did because you let us inside the mind of Jesus. Like he right? hardly ever sides with the more stringent uh interpreter Shammai yeah he sides with Shammai on this one against Hillel who's like loosey-goosey like yeah. eh, whatever you can get as many wives as you want or let him go whatever and yeah it's like why and you just walked right into the mind of Jesus but what does that practically do to her right and so we have to have a rule in place that's to right protect yeah. her is yeah. that cool yeah we t- actually you talked about this in that one episode um it's like a little more holocaust simon twist and divorce i think so if people want to yeah. hear what mark had to say about this very issue hop back and listen to that episode after you're finished with this one um, credit for that episode title goes to you though yeah well you know that's we, a pretty good one that's when we first met remember and we had and there was uh, cinnamon yeah. twist involved yep that yep. was good times yep hey and so Hillel took this super loose interpretation on uh, divorce. Um, Jesus sides with Shammai, as you just alluded to earlier. Um, And so then also with Hillel, there was this guy who was a Gentile and he Mm -hmm. goes to Shammai and Shammai 
and this Gentile have this conversation and the guy's like, Hey, if you can teach me all of Torah while standing on one foot, I'll convert. <laughs> and Shammai's like, yo, bro, get out of my face. You're not serious about Judaism. <laughs> and so then as legend has it, this guy goes to Hillel and Hillel says, okay, man, he stands on one foot and he says this, he says, what is hateful to you, do not do to your fellow man. That is the whole Torah. The rest is commentary. Go and learn it. Boom. Right? I love that story. Yeah. Yeah. So he takes the guy seriously and he sums up Torah with that simple truth, which is really interesting to me because, again, Jesus says something similar, right? Even though- Very similar. Yeah. This is known as the golden rule, what Hillel says, and Jesus comes in with what we know to be love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. So it's a similar type of message. So when Jesus says this, I'm sure during the first century, people would have went, ping. Oh, yeah. Jesus is siding with Hillel, right? So yep. this- or, or when he says, do to others what you would have them do to you. Yeah. What he did was he took Hillel's phrase and he just took the negatives out of it, right? Sure. Like Hillel basically said, don't do- yeah. To anyone, what you would not want them to do to you. Right. Like very Yoda. And Jesus totally like seems to follow right in that line of thinking, doesn't yeah. he? Totally. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so kind of where I want to help our listeners today in landing the plane when it comes to this guy, Hillel. Um, yeah. Again, it's super important in understanding him. And this is just kind of a snapshot of his life and who he was. But he has a lot of influence going on within the Talmud. He shows up all over the place. There was something yeah. like 300 different times when the house of Hillel and the house of Shammai kind of got at it together when it came to rulings on the Torah. Yeah. Is that I want to encourage our youth workers today to live in light of the words of Hillel, which say, as I kind of alluded to earlier in this episode, if I am not for myself, who is for me? And when mm -hmm. I inform myself, what am I? And if not, now, when? So the truth of the matter is, is that we're not um, youth pastors because we're smart enough. We're not youth pastors because we're capable enough. We're not youth pastors because we are these people who've got the Bible memorized backwards and forwards. And we're not a better youth pastor because of it. Yeah. But if we understand that in and of ourselves, we are a Christ follower and if we can rest in that promise that we're deeply loved, that we're forgiven, that no matter what we do, that God accepts us freely through his love as we come to him with repentance and humility, that God can use our life to do great things. Because I'm yeah. sure as Hillel was doing his thing, although he gained some popularity and things like that, he probably never would have imagined that his life's work would be continuing on even into this day. You can walk into um Israel right now. And you can find his name all over, right? He's so yeah. influential that the people have taken his life's work and have multiplied it. And I love what he was about, right? He was about compassion, concern for humanity, kindness, and gentleness. And so those oftentimes become markers that if used for God's kingdom, yeah. can go on after into the next group of people who come in and the next and the next and the next and the next. So I just want to encourage that's, you. That's so beautiful. Yeah. And Jesus like is the next generation after Hillel is what's right. crazy. I mean, yeah. he basically with the dates you gave, Jesus 
basically flourished as a teacher just a generation after Hillel. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And so here it is. It's like, it's almost like, I just love how God does things in history. It's almost like God was like, okay, here's this dude that's going to be pretty close to Jesus, but boom, Jesus is going to put the icing on the cake. So friend, you don't have to be Hillel the elder to make a difference in the world, but just simply be like Jesus and submit yourself to him. Find your identity in him. Be for yourself in Christ and go and love a teenager today, just like Hillel would have done. And just like, of course, Jesus would have done. Absolutely. Heather, this was so great talking about uh, Hillel. It was really fun. And all go back and listen to this episode again, because all three lines of that quote you gave make my head spin almost yeah. in a different direction yeah. with like what's possible now. Yeah. That's so cool. And yeah. we just want to remind you guys, um, we are headed to Israel, August 2022. And if you are interested in studying with Heather and I and our friend John whoop, whoop. in the Holy Land, um, our goal is that you never read the Bible the same way again. And at the same time, you come home with a solid plan for discipling students in your ministry in a way that looks like Jesus. And that's the missing link in youth ministry today, is how to disciple kids so that they stick with their faith for their whole lives. And we wanna talk about that together in C2, in context. True that. All right, see you guys later. Bye. Bye.